Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Intercast, the first ever podcast in practice with Kato to War, Sri Lanka and Maldives. Now today is a very special day. Very special day not only because it is the first episode of Intercast, but also because of the guest who is sitting right next to me. Today's guest is one of my good friends, someone that I've been looking up to, someone that I'm really excited to sit down with, and who is definitely no stranger to an interactor. Today's guest is the one and only Murtaz Bari. For those of you who don't know who Murtaz is, Murtaz is of course the district interact representative of the interact district of the deputy senior prefect of Westy College. He was also the president of the Interact Club, the Drama Society, and the English Literary Union of Wesley College. He was also he also served as the vice president of Islamic Majlis, uh, an assistant choir leader, a senior scout, a swimmer, and a water polo player at Wesley College. Please welcome to the show, Murtaz Bari. Hi, Murtaz. How are you doing? Hi, Abhijit. It's nice to see you, and I thank you for inviting me for the first ever episode of Being the Cast, uh, first ever podcast of the Interact District Three Two Zero. So Murtaz, before we start, uh, why don't you add some spice, something interesting to your introduction, something that I didn't know, something that the listeners didn't know and would love to listen to. Okay, I think basically something interesting that people generally don't know about me is that I cook and right. I'm into celebrity chefs. I'm a big fan of uh, celebrity chef Marco Pierre White, mm-hmm. and I generally like to try his recipes out at home. So generally, the people at home uh, get a lot of good food because of me. And additionally, I I would also like to add the fact that I'm a big fan of the arts. I believe that the arts is a very integral part of a person's life, whether it's you know a drama, film, or music, or art, or dance. You know, those are the ways people can actually express themselves. Life is art, yes. So yeah, I believe that that's a very important part of anyone's life and of my life as a whole. Yeah. So um, let's start off this by. Uh, Talking a bit about your journey from an interactor to a DIR. Okay, so starting off as an interactor, uh, one thing that I would like to get out there is that I never worked for that position uh, as soon as I was a member. Because when I was a kid, one thing that my mother shared with me, she told me, and I quote is, "If you're going to do something, do it because you love it, or don't do it at all." She said, she told me never to do something to get something back from what you do. So. Even throughout the movement, the only thing that I ever wanted to do was to give back to it, to be able to serve, so that the movement gets even better. Yes. And my journey actually started when I was in grade six. I, I know it's pretty young, but I come from a background of Rotary and Rotary. Yes. So I have an idea of this movement. And then when I was in grade six, I remember that there was something called an interact club at school. So I was only 11 years old. And everyone else in the club were like in grade twelves and thirteens and fourteens, and I remember going for my first meeting. And we have a tradition at Wesley where when you go for your first meeting, they make you stand up on a chair and they make you introduce yourself. Okay. So I remember they made me stand up on the chair and I told everyone, "Hi, I'm Murtaz Bari, and I'm interested in this. And these are my favorite food. This is where I come from." And then. The beauty of that tradition is at the end. At the end of every introduction, they ask you a very important question. They ask you, "Why did you join Interact?" Yes. And all the clubs do that. Exactly. And then generally, what happens is people usually say things like, "You know, they want to make friends." That's yeah. the most cliche answer exactly. that Interact gives. But you know, I was a kid back then. I was like grade six, so I was like eleven years old. So I remember standing up, and I remember this memory like very vividly. And I remember seeing everyone. I want to help people. 
Okay. And those words throughout my journey from grade six to where I am today, that same goal has been in my I mind. Know, because as kids, we hardly get the opportunity to help people, right? Even within our classrooms, it's very rare that we get an opportunity to show our, to show humanity within ourselves. But through Interact, it keeps on giving you opportunities to actually do that. I know. And it's throughout my journey from that grade six kid, the 11 year old, through nine years of Interact to where I am today, I think it has only grown that passion to serve. And I think, uh, yeah, I owe nothing else than to the movement for who I am today uh, and my school as well. And especially within Wesley College, we had uh, my club and my school always kept on giving us opportunities, despite where we came from. One thing that I really admire about my institution is despite where you come from, they all treat you the same and that sense of equality is there. So our bats and everyone that was a part of us, even though I was grade six and 11 year old, they treated me as if I was one of their own. I remember even for assemblies, uh, I was a grade, I was in grade seven or eight when we organized an assembly once. And I think even for the souvenir, they were looking for ideas for a picture uh, of what picture is going to go on the souvenir. And I remember drawing this small picture of a tree because it was themed on green life and stuff. And they actually ended up considering that idea. And throughout that journey, they never let me, uh, let me or anyone in the club feel like they were not a part of the club or not a part of that institution. So I have to be grateful for the Interact Club of Wesley College, to all the past interactors and everyone who, who actually fooled me to become, to be where I am today. So whatever I am today, I owe it to all of them and to my school. And That's yeah. Really nice of you, yeah. Um, uh, so I think you're the right person to ask this question. Oh. Now you are a general interactor. How was Interact back then and what changes you see as a DIR? So two different perspectives, two different angles. Yeah, that's a very, very interesting question. I think I would say as a general interactor, you are of course limited to a certain amount of interaction, to a certain amount of service, right? And the beauty of this position, just three letters, DIR, the beauty of this position is it increases that opportunity on a whole other level. If you did service on this scale, the moment you keep climbing that ladder of service, and you, uh, this the value of this position is as such so that it, it gives you the opportunity of like infinity to do anything you want. Yeah. The beauty is the moment you achieve this position, you realize that even as an interactor, you have that ability to do that. You just have to have the courage and the audacity to take that next step. And another thing that I would like to clearly mention is, I think, I think you've heard the story of the styrofoam cup. I'm not very sure. So there was this, I'll just relate it to it very soon. So there was this uh, very famous individual. I'm not going to relate it verbatim, but he was a prominent individual and he was, to, he was invited to a place to give a keynote speech. Mm -hmm. So one day uh, he, uh, he goes to this place and then he gets a first class ticket to go to that country and he gets off, he gets a first class coach to go to his hotel. As soon as he goes to his hotel, he's already been checked in. His bags have been taken to his, uh, hotel room and he basically goes and the next day he goes to give his speech and as soon as he goes to give his speech he gets this cup of coffee in a ceramic cup okay. and he's like thank you for the coffee and he enjoys his cup of coffee he gives his speech and he goes back home and then the following year he was invited by the same organization to give a speech but the previous year he held a position and this year he did not and he was you know back to his regular world life and this time there was no first class ticket if you in economy class 
he goes there he had to take the he had to take uh, the tube to reach his hotel as soon as he went to his hotel he had to sign himself in he had to carry his bags to his room and as soon as he got the next day to his speech he asked can i have a cup of coffee and then this guy points at this coffee machine there and he's like you know there is a coffee machine there why don't you go and serve yourself and he takes his styrofoam cup and he serves himself a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and he goes up to everyone and says he says the story and he says what i realized was you know my position was only as worth as a styrofoam cup might have worth this that's a very exactly so yeah. that story the story really inspires me because although the position of dir has so much value i constantly keep reminding myself that it's only for one year right at the end of the day what's really going to matter are the people you inspire are exactly. the memories you make exactly. the friends and family that we have in this so i think that is something that keep inspiring me uh, as an interactor so mm-hmm. the main perspective of change from a general interactor to a dir i think is the fact that you get to you get to inspire more you get you get this opportunity of a lifetime to actually give back to society and it would be so stupid of me and it would, have, it would be so inhumane for me to not take maximum use of that and also one other thing that i want to mention is every single ounce of credit that comes to me as a dir is something that i'm very very shameful of accepting i believe that part of the credit that comes i owe it to my team and i owe it to each and every interactor in the interact district because without them there is no movement exactly. and there is no value of the so uh, i'm pretty sure you must have learned a lot during the past couple of years so this is one important thing that you must have learned in life the most important thing that you learned in life and how is life before that's a very that's a very good question actually uh so this is a bit it's a bit personal as well but you know might as well get it out uh, I was I was actually saying it you know some day when I was on if I get on like the Jimmy Fallon or Graham Norton or something really? like that I can share the story but you know Abit is better than any of them assuming <laughs> all right so yeah the the biggest lesson that I learned in my life the biggest I I I say it's the strongest lesson is humility it's to be humble that is the biggest lesson and how i learned this was through a real life experience that actually taught me uh, the value of being humble because uh, so this was also a real life experience where it was something that my family faced so we we come we all the people you know like we come from very humble beginnings all of us yeah and uh, there was this incident where once we uh, visited one of our where all of our cousins i think met up on i think new year's eve to just you know meet up so that we can spend new years together and i still remember the date it was the 1st of january 2016 that was the as soon as new year restaurant yeah i never forget this memory so there was this individual a relative of mine i really looked up because he had a lot of achievements you know he was he was i think uh, the deputy head prefect of his school he held high positions he was a sportsman and he was good in his education and i really looked up i looked up to him and i was like one day i'm going to be like him and that incident that happened that day taught me a whole other perspective of life so what happened was we were all hanging out you know close to new year's eve and then new year's happened and the crackers go and then it was you know past 12 and like me and i think my brother just wanted to go around uh, i think kalam on a bicycle ride so we went to get my bicycle 
and uh, so this relative's car it was this white car it was parked in our garage so basically i took my bicycle out to take it on a ride and my brother was waiting outside for me to go on a bicycle ride and i just kept the bicycle on a side for a while and i turned to off the light okay. and for the few minutes that i turned to off the light i heard like a sound and as soon as i turned off the light i realized that the bicycle fell on the car okay <laughs> now the, i do accept the fact the car was a brand new car but at the end of the day the bicycle was not that strong so the only damage was like hardly seen if at all there was a small scratch yeah on the car and it was the events after that that showed me what the value of humility was so after that i think i got blasted by my relatives because it was their car of course and i completely accepted it was my fault for accidentally dropping the bike there but more than anything what really triggered me was the fact that that cousin that uh, that relative that i told you uh who i really looked up looked up for you know his achievements his he was so like perfect in so, every way yeah. so what he does is he comes and he he scolds the living hell out of my mother <laughs> and i oh, believe that if, at least if i did the fault i deserve the scolding and he goes and scolds my mother and my mother is a 42 year old adult and he's i think in his 19s or 20s uh and what i realized that day life changing is the fact that you can have all the achievements in the world you can you know you can go out there you can have three years you can be a uh, head prefect you can be a national level swimmer or a sportsman you can have every single achievement in the world but if you don't have that humility to respect a human being for who he is and to know how to respect another person all of these achievements just crumble down the second exactly. and ever since that moment i made a vow to myself and but i really but a memory of the day is the fact that bias he scolded my mother i did not do anything i was silent because i was in shock and this individual was talking to my mother yeah. such yeah and i remember crying that night telling my mother i'm sorry that i couldn't do anything that i couldn't stand up for you and she told me you know i'm actually proud of you because you stood there silently like a gentleman without going to fight or without going to say anything back and like from that day onwards i always remind myself you know even even when people constantly put me up on a pedestal at times they just they they keep putting me up and i'm saying no i'm i'm nothing i'm all my life i will be nothing i will walk on this earth i will walk down on earth as a normal human down being earth. and no matter what i think humility is one of the most important things for human beings so that's very true anything out there anyone out there like my only advice is you can have nothing like you can even be someone that hardly has electricity in his house you can be someone that hardly has an education you can be someone that hardly has anything at all you can be a nova but as long as you have humility as long as you're humble trust me you have everything in the world because the moment you have humility you have the ability to respect other individuals you have the ability to put someone else before yourself and i believe that as long as you have that quality it changes you it it really sets everything straight yeah so that's that's a really nice quality to have you know yes. so um, let me pick up something that you already told you were talking about inspiring people right so i just remember this quote uh the more you question yourself the more you learn about yourself right so uh, there must be something that inspires you and there must be something within you that inspires others what do you think it is yeah so to be very honest 
the be- the I, I know you've been an inspiration to many. <laughs> you have been an inspiration <laughs> to many young so, actors and yeah. you know your journey. Yeah. So, what is that something within you inspires others? And the the beauty of that question is the answer is within the question. All right. The only thing that inspires me mm-hmm. is inspiration. Okay, that's it's, exactly yeah. It's <laughs> the fact that you know it's the fact that someone else out there is getting inspired because of me. That inspires me. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because like. I uh, have so many mem- like so many examples that I can give you of like you know even recently I was shared of a screenshot of some completely unrelated matter okay of from one of my friends he he was a part of my chat club as well and you know at the bottom I saw if he by the chats that he wanted to share with me were at the top and at the bottom I saw this small message and that really like set things in perspective the message was uh, by the way you know who Murtaz is right and then the other guy replies yes and he's like you know he's my role model oh my gosh and like that moment nothing else mattered at that moment and whenever people tell me that you are my biggest inspiration you inspire me i would like to be like you someday those fool me and more than anything those give me more opportunities to inspire people and the beauty of inspiration is i think inspiration is contagious mm-hmm. i can inspire you and through that you can inspire someone, someone else. else through that another person can get inspired like One of the best examples that I can give you is when I was four years old. Uh, I think you've heard of the Shakespeare drama competition. Course, yes. Yeah, that's one of the biggest drama competitions in the country. Forty-seven years. And think you have been the president of the drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, how my journey started was when I was four years old. My father used to take me uh, to the Shakespeare drama competition, and over there we used to. Uh, I used to, even despite being four years old, I used to have this duty of selling souvenirs. Because okay. my father was in the organizing uh-huh. committee, so he used to give me like ten souvenirs or twenty, and I go one by one to people, and I'm like, "Do you want a souvenir? Do you want a souvenir?" <laughs> and each souvenir was like hundred bucks, so I collect all the money and I give it to Rocha at the end of the day. But one day, like when I was, I think five or six years old, in the middle of Shakespeare, we were, I was selling my souvenirs, and there was this auntie. So I gave her the souvenir, and she was like, "How much?" I was like, hundred bucks, and then she gave the cash, and she took the souvenir. And then she asked me, "How old are you?" I was like, "I'm four years old, uh, or five. I'm not sure." Four. Yeah. And then she was like, "Why aren't you on the? Why aren't you on stage?" And I was like, "I think I'm too young to be on stage." Like, no, you're never too young. I want to see you on that stage someday. And at that moment, like, it was a big revelation. And that, and then as soon as I became a senior, that's how my journey in drama started. Okay. And so, do you remember who that auntie? I just remember. I don't know who she was. All I remember was she was wearing a scarf, and I think she was a Muslim. She was a Muslim, and she told me that. And ironically, like even this year at the Shakespeare Drama Competition, I was able to grasp the title of Best Actor nominee, and I got an honorary mention for my performance. And I'll never forget about that auntie. So you never met the auntie. I never met that auntie again. Oh I've never God. seen her before. And that's how inspiration works. Yeah, exactly. The places you least expect to find it. And Anyone can inspire. Exactly, and like from my journey of drama to start from there to end up with a nomination for best actor and an honorary mention, just because of one comment that person randomly told you. <laughs> that's so. That's so cool, right? So that's how inspiration works, I think. And the more you, you know, express your sincere emotions to the world, the more you inspire people. I think that would be how I would say. Okay, so also talking about being productive, I know I know for a fact that most of us are finding it difficult to answer this specific question. I just wanted to ask it to you. I'm just curious, how 
did you keep yourself productive during lockdown with us? I'll tell you one thing is I caught up all the sleep that I missed in the last five years. I think I probably slept like a lot for so long, but more than anything, I think in on a very honest perspective, I think lockdown, although, you know, there are negative aspects to it, people are dying out there and you know, there is whole negative aspect of COVID, but on a very true and a real perspective, I think it gave us a lot of time to actually set ourselves into perspective mm-hmm. because before lockdown, I don't think any of us actually, personally, I didn't know where I wanted to go with my life. I was, we were, we were all in this, like, to be honest, it's like a rat race. You see, like before lockdown, probably your pay, our parents like work 20, like all the time yes. at work and we're all the time at school. school and not only at school, we have other activities. So we're always you know, at school, like sometimes I don't see my mom or dad for weeks. Exactly. Either because of no, work right. or yeah. So like even I remember during drama, we do shakes and we practice at nights those days. And for like two weeks, I had not seen my mother. <laughs> and the day I saw my mother was on my performance. So like things got so hectic and with, especially with, uh, especially individuals like you, I think, who are involved with a lot of activities, like we tend to get so caught up, right? And I think... We were in this subconscious rat race, either A levels or O levels, or even kids, grade six, seven, they want to get their marks straight. So, but lockdown did was it stopped that race. It was like, hold up, take a breath. You need some time to relax and get yourself on this, on, this, on track again. And through that, I think I had a lot of good times during lockdown because mainly I got a lot of time to spend with my family. family. That's one of the biggest things because uh, back in the day, we hardly, you know, met up for a cup of tea in the evening, but very rarely do we meet because we were all so busy. My dad and mom both work. My mom is a teacher. My dad's a banker. My brother's sister also involved in our activities. It was very hectic. But the moment lockdown happened, like every evening now we have cups of tea at the balcony, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just talking about life, making each other laugh, annoying the hell out of each other. And I think at the end of the day, those are the memories that you remember, right? You don't remember the trips that you go to. You don't remember the big things. That is very true. You only remember those small Small, small things you have with your family. So I think productive in that way. And also uh, more than anything, it helped ourselves to think, to get our lives straight, to actually, you know, work uh, on a certain level and to see where we want to do, go with our lives and what we want to do. Yeah, I think that's how lockdown helped to be honest, productive. So, uh, before wrapping things up, uh, is there anything I should have asked you but I missed? Is there, is there this one question you wished I asked for? Uh, I think one question that I would, would have wished you to ask me was probably if I'm grateful for anyone for where I am today and what I have to, the only answer that I give you is whatever I am today is not because of me, because it's because of so many people. Firstly, like I have to more than anything thank Almighty God, you know, because more than anything, when no one was there for me throughout my life, consistently the Almighty has been there. So regardless of anything, He has guided me and He has been there for me when no one was. So it was always easy when things got tough and that faith always kept me going. And more than anything, I think I owe nothing more to my family because my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, like unless not like an orthodox family, like a traditional family. We are like, we are all like friends. There is no filter in our house. We talk about anything. We tease our parents regarding the most, you know, the most vulgar jokes are inside, <laughs> the four, inside those four walls. And 
it's always about annoying one person and teasing each other. So it was super fun. And more than anything, they trusted me with a lot of things. You know, my parents always tell me, you know, don't, we don't mind if you like, we are not, we are not here to tell you what to do with your life. It's your life. You do what you want. You know, even if it's your results, we're not going to force you for anything. Whatever result you get at the end of the day, you're still our son. And that's what inspires me actually to actually keep striving in life more than anything so that I can give something back to them. Because they never forced anything on me. They never told me we wanted to be an engineer. I think you were saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is code. Yeah. He's a doctor, a lawyer or a failure. Or a failure. Yeah. So like they never told me to be a doctor or a lawyer and they never titled me as a failure either. So like they trusted me with that trust and all through my life, I always wanted to keep that trust. And even my brother and sister, they are my biggest inspirations because my brother and sister, they put things into perspective for me because whenever I'm troubled, I just have to have a talk with them. And even like my sister would, uh, whenever I'm finding it difficult, she'd make a cup of tea and bring it, you know, she'd have a chat with me and my brother would give practical solutions to all these issues. And additionally, I think I'm very grateful to my school because uh, I believe even you, Zahir Khoyed, yeah, the institution, we're all grateful to our schools in some way because it's a part of us. And especially... It wasn't for our school, we would have been. Exactly. Not only in interact, but even in our lives. Yeah. yeah. So like, Wesley College always taught me to be humble. You know, even in our school, usually the senior prefect, I think uh, generally considered head prefect, is even to the person who balances his studies and academics and uh, sports and stuff, right? But at Wesley, in addition to that, they look for one main quality, and that is humility. They look to see if you're humble. And generally, the senior prefect is given to the most humble boy, uh, school boy in school. And even the current senior prefect, one of my good friends, is one of the most humble people I know. So throughout my life, I've always been taught at Wesley to be humble, no matter where you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, any other school out there might be good in studies, sports, activities. But if you want your children to be humble individuals, my best suggestion is at Wesley College, you get that experience. And they taught me the value of unity because despite where you came from, you have the Sinhalese, the Tamil, the Muslim and the Christian eating from the same bakhtak at the end of the day. And we always loved each other despite where we came from, we were united. And that taught me about how the world worked. And when I left that, every time I left school gates and went to interact or went uh, to work or went outside uh, those four walls, I was within that mindset to actually, you know, that this is how the world, this is how the world should be. People with humility and people who work together despite where we come from. Exactly. So that, that's really beautiful. And I'm also grateful to the council, y'all. I mean, I really just want to get this out there. Please don't give me any credit for whatever the Interact District has done so far. You know, these there are people all over who are working super hard. Also members. Yeah, even people behind the cameras. Whatever, whatever that has, that whatever that is of the Interact movement is not me at all. It's all of them. And if at all, I, I probably just said, told them, you know, to, I just gave them a green light to do what they wanted to do, but it was their hard work and their ideas and their mentality even. Arbit, super hard worker. Like, trust me, you will never find an individual <laughs> like Arbit here. Uh, yeah, I'm very grateful to the Interact Council, to the Rotarians, to the Rotary District, Road Track District, and the Interact District at the end of the day. Because I'll, three things that Interact taught me. One thing was, it taught me to serve above self. It taught me to put someone else above myself. 
secondly it taught me the true value of people like now although abhitya is been same team i personally always looked at him as a friend and we always worked together to get things done and that value of friendship camaraderie always comes through interact and last but not the least i think interact helps you to build yourself and the fact that you get to improve yourself through various opportunities really really helps you grow as an individual so grateful to the interact movement and all my friends and acquaintances and everyone who has been there for me regardless of anything i'm grateful to each and every one of them so whatever i am today is because of them and i think more than anything they deserve that uh, sense of ownership of that gratitude that i get uh, towards anything so all right guys that was the first episode of intercast and thank you so much murtaz for joining us you know regardless of your busy uh, busy schedule so i'm sure we had a lot of fun and i hope you all enjoyed it and uh, not to forget a very big shout out to caramel pumpkin for providing us this amazing location for the shoot thank you for listening and now uh, i'd love to see if you can share your favorite tips and insights favorite things or favorite things that you learned from this session or anything at all in the comment section and also thank you so much for listening uh, talk about it on social media post about it on social media to catch the latest from us follow us on instagram twitter facebook linkedin and tiktok and this is what we do service about self and to anabil uh, i'll see you next time